Hello, everyone, and uh, hey, thanks for sitting in with us uh, today on uh, the Wealth Guardians radio program. I'm your host. I'm Doug Ray, and I really appreciate you pen- spending some of your Saturday morning uh, with us today. JB's here with me to- again today. Hey, JB, how's it going? Good morning. I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing well, too. I'll tell you, it's just uh, another Saturday, uh, another uh, fun day in the neighborhood, right? I grab a cup of coffee and settle in for the next 30 minutes. Absolutely. So, um, you know, before we get started, uh, as always I like to do, I like to start the show out by saluting the men and women of our armed forces and, and also our first responders, along with all of their families, for the sacrifices and the services uh, that they, uh, they give our community and our country. Thank you for protecting the freedom of our country. Thank you so much. Well, to first-time listeners, I'm Doug Ray, and I'm the founding principal of Ray Financial Group and the Wealth Guardians radio program. We're an independent financial firm working with pre-retirees and retirees in all areas of retirement and estate planning. We are fiduciaries, and I've always served my clients in that manner. We have offices here in the Triad as well as in, uh, in the Charlotte area. You know, <clears throat> I think I have a very unique approach in that I believe I can best serve my clients by positioning them to avoid losses versus picking winners. For the last 20 years, I have successfully helped hundreds of my clients protect what they've saved for retirement against loss and still enjoy the benefit of market gains to ensure retirement income that's going to last them an entire lifetime. The goal of this show is to educate and inform listeners of up-to-date and relevant, important information in the pre-retirement, the retirement, and the estate planning arena. And JB and I look forward to spending the next 30 minutes with you and giving you some old, solid financial information that hopefully will help you make a difference. It's going to be a great show, and let's start it off. You know, Doug, it's our questions and answers show. We have several questions to get to, and I will basically read the questions, and Doug will give you the answers. The first question we have is from an individual, and basically it says, Doug, how will the new tax laws affect me? And will I save taxes? Yeah, good question. You know, uh, the the tax code is in place, and a lot of people do uh, have a lot of uh, questions about it. Um, But before I get into that question, I just want to remind you, if you have a question for me, it's easy to have your question aired. All you have to do is email me your question at Doug at TheWealthGuardians.com. Well, as we know... Congress just recently passed the most sweeping overhaul of the U.S. tax code in, all, in 30 years. I mean, it's been a, a major change. Now that it's law, people and businesses everywhere are starting to see the effects. It's caused many questions similar to the one that we were just, uh, just came in. People want to know just exactly how this new tax law will affect them and if this will allow them to have them save some of those tax dollars. So... The answer, first thing you got to understand and realize that this new tax bill is for the year 2018 and for the next several years after that. The tax returns you are working on now are get, and getting ready to file for this year is for last year, 2017, and it's not going to be affected by the new tax code. So you're going to use your old tax brackets and the old rates to complete your 2017 returns. The new tax bill will not come into effect until you do your tax returns next year. Mm-hmm. Just want to make sure you understand that. 
look, your 2017 tax return that you're getting ready to file is going to be valuable because it's going to help you to determine, you know, how the change has affected you next year. Right now, you all you should be seeing some effect in your in your paycheck, even though the return you're filing for April fifteenth is for last year. You are now paying payroll taxes based on the new tax code, so most of you should see a little bit of increase in your net take home pay. Now, so we're going to have to wait till twenty nineteen to see exactly how that affects you, but. Uh, you know, it's definitely going to affect just about every single person. All right. So one reason your 2017 return is going to be important is because you now have a whole year, uh, the rest of 2018, to do some strategic tax planning uh, for next year and take advantage of the new tax laws and save as much taxes as possible or possibly even limit any tax increases if the new tax law is going to increase your taxes. In our practice, tax planning is a key part of retirement planning. We work very hard with our clients each and every year to help them become as tax efficient as possible and look for every strategy and tool to put them in a better tax situation and pay less in taxes. So that's important because if you understand how this tax code works and you know how to properly use legal tools that are available, in most cases, you can save taxes, and that increases the ultimate value of that retirement nest egg you've built up. Now, I can't answer the question that was raised verbatim to you because it affects everyone differently. Everybody's tax returns are different, and new tax law is going to affect everyone a bit differently. There's no way I can tell each listener listening today exactly for sure if it's going to save them taxes, and if so, how much? But by doing a preliminary 2018 return and by getting together with your retirement expert here soon, you'll be able to see how it's going to affect you. This is going to give you some time to make some adjustments to maximize the effectiveness of tax savings or to minimize the cost depending upon how it's going to affect you personally. If you don't have anyone that can do that for you, you would like to get that done then feel free to reach out to us. I'd be happy to sit down with you and explain it to you and help you out because looking at that situation is extremely important. It could do wonders for your planning. I hope that helped a little bit. Now, by the way, we're going to get into a lot more about this new tax bill, and, and, and I will have some very important information to share with you about why I think it's extremely important to do some planning for the next few years regarding the new budget bill that was just passed. We're going to get into that heavily in the second segment. So make sure you stick around to the end of the show because I'm going to be sharing some very, very valuable information in the second part of the of this show. Okay, Doug, we've got another question that we have received. This person writes in and says, Hello, Doug. I was forced for health reasons to retire at the age of 58 late last year. I had been with the company for 34 years, but then again, I had to retire early. I need to cash in my IRA fund for money to pay for bills and insurance. What is the best way for me to get to this money to avoid having to pay the IRS a 10% penalty before age 59 and a half? Thank you. Yeah, that's a good question, yeah, and, and I'm awful sorry that your um, you, your health has turned down. 
and you're having to retire early. Uh, first off, my question to you is, do you have any funds in the company's retirement plan? If you do, you can take a distribution from that plan without having to pay any type of penalty on the money because there is an age 55 exception rule inside an employer's 401k plan. And, and it doesn't have to be a medical reason. It can be for any reason. So if you retire, you separate from service from your current employer at the age of 55 or older, you can access that money without the type of penalty from the government. So <clears throat> it's not the age 59 and a half rule. It's age 55 out of your current 401k plan. Now, if you have money in your current 401k plan, I would definitely, absolutely leave some money there. Whatever amount you feel is appropriate, whatever you're going to need before 59 and a half. If you don't, and all your money is in IRAs, then you need to look at some other options. All right, let's, let's look at these other options. Okay. If all you have is IRA money, you'll need to see if any other exceptions apply. For example, since you're now unemployed, you may be able to take an IRA distribution to pay health insurance premiums. A distribution for this purpose is exempt from that 10% penalty. However, you must receive state and federal unemployment for at least 12 weeks to qualify for that exemption. So there are some caveats here. Also, bear in mind that this exception wouldn't cover any additional distributions to help with the cost of other bills. And secondly, depending upon the amount of your medical expenses, you could qualify for the medical expense exception. However, just like the health insurance exception, this only applies to the amount used for medical expenses. And if you take out additional money to cover other expenses, then you're going to get hit with that 10% early distribution penalty. And if your medical condition is serious enough, you could qualify for a disability exception. However, that definition is extremely stringent and requires you to be unable to engage in gainful employment. If you have Social Security Disability Award, you could consider using that exception as well. So any distribution from a person considered disabled is exempt from that 10% penalty. And if you don't qualify for any of these exceptions, you could look into setting up what's called a 72T. Now, personally, I despise 72Ts because they're pretty stringent. Once you get into them, you've got to be in them for five years. You can't change them. If you change them, then it's going to make everything you took out uh, uh, taxable and, and even hit the early distribution penalty. So in my opinion, a 72T is a, a last resort option. And um, if you have more questions about this, I invite you to give us a call at the office at 336-391-3409. We do have experience with some clients who've retired early and, and, and are facing the same situation. So, you know, there's, there's ways I think we can help you. So give us a call at 336 391 34 now, remember, in the second segment coming up, I'm going to get more involved in the tax bill and how that's going to affect you in the future and why I want you to take advantage of it today. So you're listening to the Wealth Guardians radio show right here on 94.5 WPTI. 
And remember, you can reach us at 336-391-3409 or go to www.thewealthguardians.com. We're going to take a quick break. Make sure you come back because, as Doug said, we have some very important information to share with you right here on 94.5 WPTI about the tax code. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Wealth Guardians. Welcome back to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show here on 94.5 WPTI, where we tell you what you need to hear, not necessarily what you want to hear. Now, we're right in the middle of our questions and answer show for February, where we have been answering some questions regarding the new tax bill. Now, Doug, let's discuss something that's very, very important. And that something very important is alimony. We get an email from a lady here. She said she's been divorced for a while and she receives alimony. Obviously, that alimony is taxable income to her. Now, she heard with the new tax law that alimony will not be taxable anymore. So her question is, is that true? <laughs> you know, that's, that is a good question. And I didn't know the answer till her question came in and I researched it. Um, but holy cow, Batman. Yeah, this is another reason not to get a divorce. Right. You know, it used to be if you paid alimony, that was a tax deductible expense right. and taxable to the person receiving the alimony check. But under the new tax code, no, Batman, it's not. You can't write that off anymore, and it's non-taxable income to the person receiving it. Wow. Yeah. It's good information. It, it is good information, and that was buried somewhere in all those many thousands of pages of the tax code. Right. Well, now we've got another question coming in, Doug, and, and let's get serious now. Uh, it regards the new tax bill. This one says, Hi, Doug. A fabulous rule in the tax law has to do with NUA, which stands for Net Unrealized Appreciation. Has that been changed, or is it still around? You know, that's a really good question, because a lot of folks here in the area um, may be able to take part in NUA. Right. Uh, a lot of you have company stock in, in your 401k plans. <clears throat> so just to remind you, <clears throat> what people uh, who don't know what NUA is, it's a special feature of the tax code that basically says employer stock in your 401k, if you handle it properly, you won't be paying ordinary income tax on it. If it's highly appreciated, if it's done properly, then you can pay capital gains tax on it, which depending upon your tax bracket could, I say could, mm -hmm. potentially be zero or a whole lot less than what your income tax rate is. But in order to be able to do that and to take advantage of the law, you have to know what you're doing and you have to handle things exactly right or you're going to lose that opportunity. It is still on the books, which is really good news. So if you have an employer stock inside a company retirement plan, make sure you talk to retirement specialists before you do anything with that stock. I have seen, JB, I have seen so many occasions where people have lost the opportunity because they didn't know this existed. Right. And, and in fact, a, a tragic case happened to one of my clients before he was one of my clients <laughs> years ago where he had a financial advisor recommend that he uh, sell the stock. It was a uh, highly appreciated stock, a uh, major uh, Fortune 500 company headquartered here in the, in the Carolinas. 
and he lost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars uh, of, um, of, of tax opportunity in, in that transaction. So please, folks, if you've got your company stock in your 401k and it's appreciated, let's have a conversation, 336-391-3409. Once again, you are listening to The Wealth Guardians. We're right in the middle of our questions and answers show, and now we want to kind of get down to the nitty-gritty. Let's talk some serious, important stuff here now, Doug. All righty. You know, we've we really, JB, we've really covered some good questions today, especially that one on the alimony, which right. is a big change. Sure. Um, now I want to get serious, um, and it's on a topic that's going to affect everybody. Mm-hmm. You need to hear this because there are some moves that I truly feel you're going to need to make in the next few years to protect yourself. As everybody knows, President Trump just recently signed the deal to end another government shutdown and signed in a new spending agreement. What's the problem with this? Well, there's a big problem with Mm -hmm. it. This deal essentially means trillions of dollars in deficits within a couple years. You're going to hear the words debt bomb a lot, and that's not good. America has a problem here, and it's called Congress for the way Congress spends our tax money and the way Congress authorizes the borrowing of money. Look, let me put it to you simple. Okay. Politicians know that spending cuts will not get them reelected. However, they do know that if they throw our money around, then they're going to get reelected. That's true. Nothing makes that point more clearly than the budget deal that was passed last week. Our government's going to spend an extra $320 billion in the next two years. Think about that. We're right now overspending currently by about 7 to $8 billion a year And this budget deal will mean over a trillion dollars of overspending will be happening very soon. Throw in the tax cuts that just happened, wage increases, infrastructure planning, and we're throwing a lot of money at an already growing economy. It's a spending bonanza. The debt is going to skyrocket. There is no plan right now to reform Medicare or Social Security. Currently, both of those programs are pumping out more money than they're putting in. And as a nation, we are overspending to the tune of almost $3 billion a day, every single day. So we're looking at an astronomical debt, as far as we can see. You know, JB, I started this show a little over 10 years ago. Right. And I remember having this conversation early on in that show, and, and I had introduced the listeners to uh, the debt clock. You can um, look at it at usdebtclock.org. And I remember very clearly back then, it was $10 trillion. Mm-hmm. And now it's well over $20 trillion. And I mentioned a moment ago Medicare and Social Security. They haven't got any plans to reform it. The unfunded liabilities on those two plans alone are going to reach well into a hundred trillion dollars. So, what's going on? You know, our economy is growing at the best pace in years, and we have to borrow a trillion dollars. Right? Why are we doing this? Well, here's the answer: If you're a politician, 
and you vote to cut spending, your political opponents are going to kill you. Mm Mm-hmm. You'll be accused of starving children, killing seniors, not protecting the country, on and on and on. You've heard it. And you'll probably lose your election. So you say, okay, I'll just go ahead and vote for spending increases. We'll spend a little bit more, and we'll borrow money, and I'll get reelected. But the obvious problem with that is that we're kicking that can, that proverbial can, down the road once again. How many times have we been told that the debt bomb is going to explode? But it hasn't. Not yet. That, too, is a problem because irresponsible spending has no impact right now. You don't pay the price immediately, but eventually we will when that debt bomb blows up. Folks, it's inevitable. Just do the math. Why it hasn't blown up yet, I don't know. Look. The reason I want to tell you this is because, as you know, we're talking a lot today about questions regarding our tax cut bill. This tax cut bill is going to save a lot of people a lot of tax dollars and put them in lower tax brackets. And a lot of people like that, and it's a good thing to have lower taxes, but you need to understand that this tax bill, this cut, isn't permanent. It's going to expire in a few years. And look, based on everything that's going on, kicking this can down the road, I absolutely believe that taxes are going to explode in the future. Why am I telling you this? I want you to look at the next few years with this tax cut bill as your once-in-a-lifetime golden opportunity to become more tax efficient. Because again, If tax rates rise in the future and you can take advantage of lower taxes now and start paying some taxes on retirement money now and defer that into the future, why wouldn't you? I've said this over and over again. Let's consider taxes today to be on sale. If you don't think tax rates are going to go up in the future, just look at the history of our tax rates and brackets in the country. Where we are today is not the norm. The fact is it's one of the lowest levels of all time. And even if we just get back to average tax rates based on history, it's going to be a tremendous tax increase from where we are today. So again, I want you to use the time over the next couple years to become more tax efficient by taking advantage of current low tax rates. Take the bull by the horns, approach and and make some strategic moves in the next few years to become more tax efficient. One of the best ways you can do this is to get those forever tax dollars in your 401k and IRA accounts to never tax dollars in a Roth account. Boy, I'll tell you, looking at the brackets that we have now, we've got an expanded opportunity to make use of them. JB, I was working with clients just last week. They want to do this. I'm looking at their new tax brackets. They've got an extra $50,000 of income before they get into the next bracket compared to where the rates were uh, just last year. That's $50,000 of conversion from an IRA to a Roth that we can get converted at basically a 12% tax rate. Now compare that if they do nothing to where they may be paying 28, 30% taxes on that IRA money in 10 or 15 years. Right. 
Why would you not take advantage of this? We call it a bracket bump technique. I am going to focus this year with all my clients of taking advantage of converting monies to Roth. I know nobody likes to pay taxes now, but again, let's consider these tax rates that we have today a bargain because, folks, they are compared to where I think they're going in the future. If you want to learn more about converting your IRAs to Roth, give us a call at the office. The number is 336-391-3409. I'll be glad to do this planning for you. I won't charge you a dime for it. Uh, I think it's that important for you to take advantage of, of, of this opportunity. All right, thanks for listening, and I sure hope you've learned something today. I'd like again to invite you to the office for a no-cost, no-obligation review of your current situation. You can easily schedule an appointment by calling 336-391-3409 or go online at thewealthguardians.com. Before I go, I want to ask you this. If what you thought to be true about money was not, how soon would you want to know? Over the years, I've seen time and time again that most folks will be fine in retirement without hitting that proverbial home run if they just protect themselves against market losses. Protecting your retirement against market losses is my unique approach, and I've helped hundreds of families in the triad create lifetime income and truly enjoy their retirement. I hope you have a terrific weekend. 